You are listening to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Globoforce, bringing more humanity to today's workplaces. You are enjoying our special edition coverage recorded live from Phoenix, Arizona, and Work Human 17. And now, here are today's hosts. All right, good morning and welcome to Work Human Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. Rayanne, we are kicking off our special edition coverage here at Work Human 17. I we cannot are wait. are in beautiful Phoenix. We're at the Marriott Resort, the Desert Ridge Resort. So exciting to be here today and um, to be a part of the Work Human experience again. I was here last year. It was amazing. So it was well, I'm a fun. rookie at Work Human. Uh, and uh, what this, it's a privilege for us to be a part of this event and help push forward this movement. Critical to the industry. I'm excited to be a part of it. It is. And, you know, every time you and I do this at a human resources event, they always talk about bringing the human back to human resources. So Work Human fits that uh, theme perfectly. Well, we're going to talk a lot about what, what that means in bringing humanity to the workplaces. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that say that, Ryan. What Global Force and what they're all about is, is I mean, they're actually doing it. They and, are actually doing it. And it's changing the industry. And it's changing how employees feel. And yes. that's the most important thing. It that's what it's all about. It is the most important so. thing. No doubt about it. Well, we have a really cool conversation to kick off things at here at Work Human 17. We're joined this morning by Kimberly Davis. She's the founder and director of On Stage Leadership and the author of an upcoming, what I'm sure will be a bestseller, Brave <laughs> Leadership, Unleash Your Most Confident, Authentic and powerful self. I love the title. It's a great it's title. Great title. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Todd and Ray. It's so exciting to be here. Well, We're it's happy a thrill to have for you. us to have you. Appreciate you making time to join us. I know you're awfully busy here at Work Human, so grateful for you swinging by. Kimberly, before we get into our conversation, take a take a second, tell us a bit about you, your background, and the work that you're out there doing. Yeah, well, I took the circuitous path. I am not from your traditional HR background. I am a recovering actress. I did theater for like 20 years and then uh, moved into event planning and started doing global company meetings and um, eventually became a certified coach and then started leading leadership and engagement programs through a, another company. And as I was out in the field and I was leading a workshop for a big pharmaceutical, I actually had the director of training come up to me and he said, you know, I've always wanted to do a leadership based on theater. And I said, you know, I have been noodling over something for years. And so he, he we collaborated. We, he gave me an ex, an ex excuse to develop this program and that was about 10 years ago and I've been doing it ever since and it has been one of the most extraordinary experiences in my life to use these tools to watch people transform how they show up in the workplace. Wow, that is so exciting, and I love the the background story of theater. I'm a theater kid myself, oh, so excellent. so I, I love that. Um, when you consider the work that you're doing with onstage leadership, yeah. right? Let's let's move forward a little bit on this um, as the founder and director. Um, can you tell us how how theater has benefited this? Because yeah. I, I know for me, moving into HR too. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anybody has a circuitous path to <laughs> HR. I think yeah. most people fall into it, right? Yeah. So, how has your background benefited the work that you do? Well, you know, so often when people think about theater and they th- and they think about a theater program to teach leaders, they're thinking I'm teaching them how to fake it. 
to be better at work, right. right? And that is absolutely not the case at all. The, the, the name of my company, On Stage Leadership, actually comes from the fact that when you're a leader, you are always on stage. Always. People are always paying attention. They're paying attention to what you say, what you don't say, uh, what you do, what you don't do. And they're always making, making a decision uh, with their hearts and their minds whether or not they want to follow you or not. And so that's, that's the, where the origin of the, the company came from. And it really is at its foundation an authentic leadership program, helping people get out of their own way to connect more powerfully and authentically in the workplace. Well, and, and confidence, right? Absolutely. Giving you the confidence. Like Absolutely. Being brave at work, all of yeah. these things. It's just, but it's, confidence is really a byproduct of how you connect. And, um, and so when we talk about being brave, you know, when we look at, at brave, most of the time we think about, I mean, if you look at the definition alone, being brave is about facing or enduring pain or danger, right? So you right. think about, oh my gosh, I've got to be brave. The first thing your brain thinks about is it's going to hurt. Right. I'm not going to like this. And, and your brain starts saying, no, you don't want to do this. And this send all these body sensations through, through your body and, and everything it can do to stop you in its tracks. Whereas if you reframe the way you look at brave and you reframe how you focus on things and instead of focusing on the negative, you're focusing on, on the impact you want to have outside yourself, it, re- it automatically allows you to be brave. It, that, that confidence automatically comes to the surface because you're not focused on what's going to hurt you and stop you. Isn't part of the problem that most people in their place of work are acting? They're not being their authentic yeah. self. Yeah. And that makes it a, a, just a miserable existence nine to five. And that's part of what I think the work human movement is all about is, is being your true self, right? That's absolutely right. It's leveraging who you really are. I think that our best selves, who we truly are, is where our, our greatest power lies. So how do you tap into what makes you great, your strengths, your values, and leverage that to make an impact in the workforce? So you are here at, at Work Human. How did you hear about the event? How did yeah, well, you... so uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe it was almost two years ago, I was thick into writing my book, and I hadn't attended conferences in years because I had been writing and teaching and really mm-hmm. focused in the trenches. And I, you know, I knew I needed to poke my head up and get out into the world to really evangelize, evangelize this conversation because I think it's such an important conversation to have and also meet all the cool people that are out there doing neat things. So when I um, started doing an internet search, I ran across Work Human. And I don't know if you've ever had the experience of when you see something, all of a sudden your heart starts to, to flutter and you get really, really excited. And I thought, oh my gosh, these are my people. This is my tribe. I have to be a part of this. How do I do that? And so last year I attended as a participant and it was it was. It was extraordinary. I, I don't know how to put a better word to it. It, it was spending an entire day with a thousand of your closest what friends. What a great way to yeah. introduce yourself to an event, to a company. I love that. I yeah. love that part oh, of your story. It, so. was, it was so powerful. And, and I left with lifelong friends. And I left fired up about what we can do together around this conversation. Because before, you know, I'd been so isolated in my own head around this conversation that I didn't realize that there was already a movement that was taking place. And Global Forest and Work Human have really pushed this movement forward exponentially. It's, been, it's really exciting to, to watch. An unfortunate too common story is someone will attend an event like this yeah. and then when they get back into the real world, they fall right back into the old routines, the old merit paradigms, the old mind shifts. Yes. Or they're not supported by or leadership not when they get back, right? right. They come back but, with these great ideas and... 
But I suspect that doesn't happen with an event like this. Work no, human, it right? is. I mean, I, what I think sets work human apart is it's not logical experience. It's a visceral experience. And when you have a visceral experience, when people walk away feeling something, they can't help but shift their behavior around it. And they can't help but start to evangelize it. it right. it's, it's just, it's human nature. So it's... I love it. So you were here last year, so you heard Michael J. Fox. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a pinch-me kind of moment. You know, am I really here? Yeah, I know. It was, it was beautiful. And this year you get to hang with me. Oh, there you go. With you, Michelle Obama. <laughs> I mean, between the two of you, Todd, really. <laughs> there you go. So you have a session um, tomorrow. You're giving yes, me a session tomorrow? Yes, yes. I'm so excited. Redefining Brave. How to be brave in the workplace. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, so um, as I talked about earlier, when we look at brave as a negative through a negative lens, we look at it as going to cause pain and danger, we stop ourselves in our tracks. So how can we reframe that? And the way I reframe that is to, to focus on the impact you want to have outside yourself, which is purpose and action. What I call in my work, your super objective. So how do you focus instead? What's the impact you want to have? Who lights you up? Are you someone who gets excited about working with individuals? So are mm-hmm. you a one-on-one person? Does it excite you to work with your team? Is that where your energy comes from? Are you about you know, changing your organization or your culture or your or, or like global force and industry, I would think? Um, so where, where do you get your, your excitement? What's the specific impact you want to have? Because when you can focus your attention, you can, it harnesses everything. And it gives you a, a sense of power. And it cuts through those things that stop us, those, those ne- that negative self-talk all those um, those body sensations that start start coursing through your body that that want to stop you in your tracks all of those things that keep us from being our best most powerful and authentic self so we have we have strength finders it sounds like yeah. what you're talking about is passion finders like, like a little bit it's more purpose finders okay. i think all it's right. purpose finders um, and and i truly believe that we all have something that drives us most of us have difficulty naming it and so it's like we're just aiming in a general direction. I'm hoping that I get to be successful. I'm hoping I'm engaged. I'm hoping, and I'm trying to do the work that gets me there. But when you harness your attention and get very specific, this is what I'm here to do. This, this is, is the impact be. I'm going to have. Right. Then you can say, did I do it or did I not? Yeah. Did I do it in this conversation? Did I do it in this meeting? Did that, I do it in this presentation? So it's, it's so much about, I've been talking a, a couple of a couple of different people about emotional intelligence at yes. work and relationship intelligence. And, and it sounds like it's, it's like what you've said, you've, you're harnessing everything and then seeing it ahead of you and how can you get there. Yes. And, and so are you going to provide tools tomorrow? Yes, yeah, so we're going to okay. help them really start to start to noodle down the question around what is my super objective? What is the impact I want to have? And I'll do a lot of storytelling to help people get to that space. And, and I mean, it's 15 minutes, so you, you, oh. it's not, <laughs> it's not a big hit. long, to, but it's, hey, you know, how do, how do we walk in here, help you really get a sense of this is what drives me. And so you can go out and start testing it in the world because it's until it, it you know, your super objective lives in action is not something that lives in your head. And until you can test it and go, well, did I do this or didn't I do this? You can't know if, if, if it's working or not. Am I correct in, in assuming that there are far too many organizations out there where the culture of the organization 
doesn't want you to be brave. They want you to be that cog in the wheel to do their yeah. job. Automaton, just do but, your job. But I, I don't think, I think there's too much people in management who don't understand the power of having a brave employee right, in terms of their right, creativity right, right. and productivity. There has been such a huge shift in the workforce, Todd. So yes, I would say um, that was very, very true up until about 10 years ago. Now, it's still true. I don't want to say it's not true. But what, what we're seeing is that it doesn't work anymore. And um, well, people are pointing it out. Yeah, too. yeah. And and last year at Workingman, there was a lot of conversation around what we call the the VUCA environment. It's volatile, ambiguous, um, uh, complex, and uncertain, right? So it's and and this is what the world is. So if you look at what are the emotions that are playing out in the workforce in that VUCA environment, um, you can't afford to ignore them because what it does is it it. it brings your productivity to a halt. It brings your engagement to a halt. You cannot compete in that environment unless you harness the, the positive energy, you harness the strengths, you harness the passion, you harness the loyalty. Without doing that, you can't compete in today's competitive environment. So yes, are there still leaders out there who don't want people to be brave, who don't want people to tap into to this stuff? Sure, but that's the old guard. And they're finding, you know, if the old, you know, if we continue doing what used to work, it bef- you know, before the world started to change, it's not going to get us the results we need in today's workforce. All right. So provide some counsel to uh, the leadership team and how they can begin to change their culture yeah. to encourage people to be, quote, brave. Yeah. Well, f- I, think, I think the very first thing we have to do is, you know, as you talked about earlier, people go around the workforce pretty masked. You know, we're, right. we're pretending, right. right? Just getting and through the day. Yeah, Most well, that's exactly, and we're really busy, and yeah. we're reacting to the world around us all the time. And the very first thing that leaders need to be able to do is to really take that mask down to connect on a human-to-human level and give people permission to do the same. Because if they don't go first... No one else will. They're the leaders. Most people in management realize, they think, well, that, that makes me less powerful if I'm going to be more human, when in fact, I think it does quite the opposite. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the old guard, that used to be the way it, it was, and, and I would be lying to say that wasn't still happening, but what's, right. what, because what's the director level folks that are director level today are learning from their senior VPs right. who learned from the old guard, right? right? So there needs to be a shift in paradigm. And it goes it's back got to, to start re- with relationships, right? right? Building those relationships Absolutely. that are true. Absolutely. That are real, authentic, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I you know, ran to, to uh, catch on that, that authentic. When we talk about being authentic, you know, there's, authenticity is getting kind of a bad rap these days okay. because it's like, talk you know, about just it all the time. let, let me word. be myself. I'm just going to be yeah. authentic. I don't care what anybody thinks. And that's, you know, that's all well and good unless you're in leadership and, and you need to influence people because if you are in leadership and you need to influence people you have to care what people think and so my favorite definition of authenticity is uh, Bill George's and Bill George uh, is a Harvard Business School professor he uh, was the former CEO from Medtronics and he wrote the book called Authentic Leadership so you get to be the guru there for Authentic <laughs> Leadership right but so his definition is are you genuine worthy of trust reliance and belief now, it's, it's a lovely definition, but it's a lot more complex than, than you would think, because sure. who gets to decide? 
Yeah, well, right. So it's not you. You don't get to decide if you're genuine, worthy of trust, reliance, and belief. The people that you lead and influence do. And so it forces, you're talking about emotional intelligence. Right. It forces emotional intelligence. It forces you to always be stepping into the shoes of the people you lead and influence to ask yourself, what do they need from me to experience me as genuine, worthy of trust, reliance, and belief? So how does that, how do I prepare for that? What kind of language do I use? Well, how do I dress for that? You know, how, what kind of stories can I use to connect? It forces you to always be thinking through their lens in order for them to experience you as authentic. You mentioned emotional intelligence. I, yeah. I think that's a, I don't even know how to define that as a skill or an attribute yeah. that I think are lacking in most people. Mm -hmm, and and sure. developing that, understanding the power of that begins to make you brave and begins to make you authentic, right? Well, we, we have to let go of the past because emotions are based on what we've already experienced, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. it's learning to let go of those and look ahead and see the new things that could happen There's when you're so, it's so much freedom when yeah. you let go of that. There's so much great work out there being done around emotional intelligence. Dan Goldman's doing such extraordinary work around there. But what's what's really hopeful is unlike EQ, you know, where you're pretty much fixed at birth. Right. <laughs> this is how right. smart right. you are, right. like it or not. Uh, um, no, IQ rather. IQ, right. Unlike IQ, EQ is something we can grow, we can improve. And there's a lot of studies out there that say, hey, you know, here's some specific tools to really grow it. Constantly stripping and, it down too. Right. I mean, it's it's not piling it on top. It's stripping down it's and going back down. to the basics. What so. do people need from me? And, and am I reacting to the world around me? Or can I, can I perceive what other people experience? And so I can, I can show up in a way that I can connect with them. Yeah. I, I have a quick question. I want to go back to when you talked about purpose, having yeah, purpose, yeah. Purpose, purposeful vision looking yeah. forward. When, when you have a project going on or a department that's going full force to this purpose that yeah. you see, right? This is target that's ahead of you. And you reach it. What's yeah. next? Well, I, I would hope a celebration, right? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you find another purpose further down? Or well, is it so a purpose is different than a goal, right? So target, I think what right. you're talking about, a target or a goal, and I think targets and goals are, are things that dot the line, right. Right? right? But I don't know that purpose, there is an end point. I think purpose is... Uh, something that you are always aiming for to, to reach your higher well, and best self. can change or evolve also, right, right? Absolutely. As things shift in your life, absolutely things are going to change. So, you know, what, you're, what, what lit you up when you were in your 20s before you right. had a family is going to be very different. Very maybe different. after you have kids or you have someone who maybe um, passed away in your family or you have a health crisis or, or you have a huge job shift. So it's important to check back in with yourself and say, okay, what drives me today? What's the impact I want to have where I am now? And if you shift where you are, then you might, then you need to re check in with yourself. Right. What's the impact I want to have where I am now? I think the two important lessons there, though, is that as you're, if you're an employee of an organization, that process never ends. It's a continual right. evolution, right? right? And that's okay. Right. That's, part of this, that's part of this, uh, this constant learning. The other lesson for me is with management in terms of treating your people with more humanity is, yeah. is don't, once you un think you understand someone, that's not fixed. And yes. you have to continuously work oh my God. Well, because they're that, changing. Right? They're, changing. they're changing. And you right? know what? We are all so complex, right? Mm -hmm. We are not cookie cutter, black and white people. We are, we, we are messy and, <laughs> and, <laughs> For and, sure. it's, and, and it's, you know, it's unco and uncomfortable and it's all of these things that make us human, but you don't get the good without the bad. It all comes together in the package. And we're, if we can just work to br harness our best 
yourself, then maybe we can get something done. Can we define all this very simply to say, hey, we are messy, we're human beings, yeah. we're, we're, we're flawed, we have, we have issues about it. Well, that's but human. That's, but that's the best part of that it, right? Is, so that's what the old school me. is, we tried to, you know, Clean, be neat, yep. yeah. orderly. Yeah. 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 Don't be a mess. Well, it's mechanized, it's right? That. I mean, it was it was the industrialized society, right. and so everything was about machines and how do we operate like a machine? But guess what? We're not machines. No, we you have know? emotions. We have yeah. past that that shift how we think, how we feel, how we interact with right. people. Right, and today the workforce needs us to bring creativity and excitement and loyalty and our in innovative selves, and we need to be able to think strategically. We're, we have to bring our brains to work. We can't just follow a set of this is what you do, A, B, C, and D. Right. You've got, we've, we have got to think strategically for the business. So what are what, what kind of advice are you giving to leaders to help them to achieve this, to understand the purpose-driven workforce, right? And, yeah. and the human side of that. How are you advising them? Well, I, I think the, the core thing to remember for leaders is the, how I def define leadership is a leader is someone people want to follow not have to follow. Right. right. And to want is a whole new beast, right? Because to want is a heart connection. And it used to be, oh, we don't, we leave our emotions at the door. We don't sure, talk about sure. emotions. And so this no is a, right, right, right. <laughs> but you know what? Dan and Chip Heath, I don't know if you've ever read their book. They've got this oh, yeah. great book, a Change or Switch, uh, How to Change Things When Change is Hard. Life has changed, right? So in this book, they have this great analogy where they compare our emotions to that of a three-ton elephant and our logic to the little elephant rider that's perched on top of the elephant, right? So, you know, when the elephant and the rider both want to go in the same direction, it's all great. is great, Everything's right? great. Yeah. Everything's but great. what happens when the elephant wants to go in a different direction than the rider, right? Who's going to win? Elephant's going to win every <laughs> time. Elephant's going to win every, every time. single time, right? But what, the, what do we do is we say, don't, we don't leave, you leave your emotions at the door. We don't deal with emotions. If you don't deal with the emotions, the, the, it's going to make a huge mess. It's going to win every single time. Now, I'm not saying it's all about the emotion. It's not, you know, kumbaya, poor you, sure. let's jump in the trenches. But I am saying is you have to be able to align the emotion and the logic and have a healthy respect for both. So in this, you know, volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous environment, what are the emotions in the workplace? How can you deal with that from a human perspective? What's real? What's real for people who don't feel safe? You know, how do they show up? Are they going to bring their best ideas to the table? Probably not, you know. What's real when they're stressed out and, and how productive are they going to be? It all goes back to authenticity. It Isn't that amazing? does. Are you genuine with your trust, reliance, yeah, belief, right? I mean, <laughs> are you real to who you are and are you, ex are you letting other people be their, yes. their real yes. selves? Because that's how you can truly connect and that's have those relationships right. that work. That's absolutely work. right. Yeah. Well, you spend right. most of your time at the office. How dare you spend time in an environment and an organization where you can't be? There? Where you can't be yourself. Yeah. I've well, done sadly, a lot of that that's in my life, where right? so many people live their life. And um, how can you how can you grow as a person, as an employee, if you're not allowed to explore the areas where you need growth, right? Right. right. I, I don't know that you can. Right? I don't think I don't you know. can. And that's the whole point behind yeah. this work human movement is to is to evolve our organizations to where that's that's a good thing and an encouraged thing. So we mentioned at the top of the show that you have a new book coming out down Yay! the road a bit called Brave Leadership. Tell us all about that. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So this has been a passion project for the last three plus plus years. Good. Um, so so brave leadership. 
yes, it's for leaders, but it is for anyone who, who chooses to lead and influence. So whether you're leading in an organization and you're in the C-suite, or whether you lead a team, or whether you um, are a lead volunteers, or whether you lead people at school, it doesn't or really matter. the ma- most important person you have to lead? Yourself. Yourself. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's absolutely. So how um, it really gives people the tools to get out of their own way, gives them permission to be who they really are, and, um, and be brave. Now, I saw that Dan Pink is endorsing this book. Did I see that correctly? That's very exciting. I really, I I can't believe that. I am so incredibly grateful. He is such a a lovely man. I have been um, talking about his work for probably the last 10 years, and so I've been in touch with Dan via email for years. Oh, that's wonderful. um, uh, you know, I, for such a, a obviously busy guy, sure. the fact that he took the time to read my manuscript and endorsed it, and it's on the cover of my book. It's Congratulations. A real That's, gift. That is a real gift. From, what was the name of his book? Uh, to uh, drive. Sell. Uh, to Sell as Human. To right? Sell and as then, Human. And dri- the one that I talk drive. about often yeah. in my work is Drive. Um, and uh, his his work is it was groundbreaking. I think it changed the conversation. It was one of the well, first big ones that changed the conversation. The conversation. Right? It exactly. Said, it gave okay. us permission. Yeah, exactly. Right? His book and Simon Sinek's book. Yes. Uh, Start we with why. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> and Brene Brown's work. I mean, really, these are the pioneers of a new kind of conversation. And Work Human has really done so much to further that conversation along. So I, before we wrap up, I read an article recently. I think it was in Forbes about. Um, how you can find happiness. I mean, yeah. the four things that you can do. And one of yeah. those things was make decisions. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah. just be brave yes. enough to yes. make a decision. Not leave this lingering out there in this in the world right. that I need to do this or I need to do this. Right. Well, and, so, and, and, and part of being brave is like, and, but see, the, there's the thing. It's, if, Rianne, if you focus on, if I make this decision, all the bad things that could happen, right? It's the pain and danger, right? right? right. If that's where your focus is, it's going to be really hard for you to make that decision right. because all you're going to think about are the, the negative repercussions. But right. if instead you say, okay, what's the impact I'm here to have? To how does the definition, how does this decision fit into that? What action right. can I take to achieve what I stand for in the face of this decision? It makes the difficulty go away. I love it. I love it. What's the bigger challenge in the workplace? Is it to encourage the people to be more brave or to encourage management to enable and build a culture where people can be that way? What's oh the harder, gosh. What's the I'm harder work? I'm not sure that you get it's, it's the, the chicken, chicken or the, or the egg. egg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, I think it's, you know, uh, it's, it's so sad for me because I work with... Uh, uh, so many emerging leaders. So right. that the leader, the the senior leaders will send their people to me to be more brave, right? I want fix my people, right? And the problem is, is they'll come and they'll they will be lit up about the work that they're there to do. And it doesn't really matter what industry that is or what their job description is. They will be lit up. They're ready to make an impact and go into the workforce and really, you know do it upright. But they go into the workplace and if they have leaders that don't model these kind of behaviors, it gets really, as you were talking about earlier, Todd, it gets really difficult to continue moving in that direction. So I think they really have to to happen simultaneously. It's a systems approach, right? It has to be this whole system working together. Right, absolutely. And you know, I think it's so interesting because people say that once you're in senior leadership, you don't need recognition. It's like they make the separation out. And it's fascinating to me. I think it's um, the ripple effect on both sides is huge because the senior leaders I work with, 
they need recognition as much as anybody else, but they're not getting it. And so when they're not getting it, they're thinking, well, why should I give it to them? All right, you know, it's because I'm not getting it and, right. and we're all doing what has to be done. And it is cyclical. And so really, I think it, you can't separate out. Do you work with the workforce first or then the leadership? I think it has to happen simultaneously. Otherwise, it's going to be a broken system. Well, there will be breakthroughs too as it, as it yeah. happens, right? You'll have yeah. one leader and then right. followers and, and vice versa. It's exactly. The leaders will be influenced by the work right. that's being done. Also well, by and the I see some organizations when there's this, a change at the helm where they say, we're, making, we're taking a stand, no more bullies in the boardroom. You know, and they'll they'll start saying this they start, is not okay, and that's a good approach. But it has yeah. to that has to start with someone. It has to start, and we all have to. I think that it's easy to say, well, my leader's not, my company's not. Uh, the The challenge I want to issue to everyone who's listening is, what can you do? What action can you take to make the impact that you are here to make? Because we can all have an impact. Well, one thing you can do is, uh, when it's ready, buy that new book called Brave Leadership. <laughs> For so, sure. Thank you. Kimberly, we are about out of time. Uh, before we let you go, should anyone have any questions of you, if they want to learn more about your work, and most importantly, down the road, want to get their hands on a copy of this book, how do they find you? Well, they can find me. Uh, the Brave Leadership is already on pre-sale on Amazon.com, and my website, onstageleadership.com. You can find everything. Eventually, we'll have a braveleadershipbook.com site up as well. So, um, But right now... Amazon and onstageleadership.com. Congratulations. Thank you so So much. So exciting. I am so excited. Absolutely. Kimberly Davis, founder and director of Onstage Leadership and the author of the upcoming, what I'm sure will be a bestseller, Brave Leadership, (laughs) endorsed by Dan Pink. Great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, Todd. All right. All the time we have for now. Todd Rayan signing off from Phoenix. We'll see you again soon on Work Human Radio. Work Human Radio is brought to you by Globoforce, pioneers of the work human movement. Globoforce helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting Globoforce.com and join the work human movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.